Today on CityCast Chicago, a week before Illinois went into lockdown last spring, I had a flight scheduled to New York. I was going to see my brother make his off-Broadway debut in the now Pulitzer Prize winning play, Hot Wing King. I never got to see the play. Hell, I never even got on the flight. But I and so many others are starting to fly again. And Chicago-based United has added hundreds of new flights to their schedule. So what's that mean for us? That's huge. Chicago has always been a major city of origination traffic. So, you know, United's taking people from Chicago to the world and bringing people from the world to Chicago. But it also is huge for connecting traffic. You know, let's say I'm got to go from Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm going to Las Vegas. You know, I'm going to fly to O'Hare and then connect in O'Hare to Las Vegas. And that's really the power of Chicago. It's Tuesday, June 15th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this... It's CityCast Chicago. But first, a little bit of news, y'all. I got more Chicago reopening updates for you. And we are talking music, baby. Chicago is the one and only birthplace of house music. And while the Chosen Few Picnic and Festival is off for another year, we will have House City, a nine-part series held across the Chicago neighborhoods. But three of the biggest fests are off, jazz, blues, and gospel. Chicago's history runs deep in these genres, so the city says they'll still host some shows dedicated. There will also be two Latinx and world music celebrations in Pilsen and Humble Park. So get those blankets and baskets ready. I know, I know, that's a lot to remember. Luckily, it's written down in our newsletter. Sign up at chicago.citycast.fm and take a read. All right, maybe not surprising as Amazon trucks were in front of our houses every day over the last year, but the company that owns shopping malls around Chicago recently filed for bankruptcy. Some of the places owned by Washington Prime Group are in suburban Lincolnwood, Countryside, and Orland Park. Uh, The company said they're restructuring the debt, not that they're closing the malls at this point, but... In my lifetime, I've seen Ford City and River Oaks take a step back and Lincoln Mall close, so we'll see. If there is an industry that has been through the ringer this pandemic, it's definitely the airline industry. And that has big impacts on travelers and workers in Chicago. You see, United Airlines is one of our largest employers. And last October, they had to involuntarily furlough more than 13,000 employees. United has added more than 400 flights at O'Hare starting next month. All those new flights, more travelers, United workers returning. Does this mean things are finally back to normal? Jay Singh is a writer for Simple Flying, a website that covers the latest in aviation news. Jay, thank you for being on CityCast Chicago today. How you feeling, my guy? I'm feeling great. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. All right. For anyone who doesn't know, I need you to walk me through the United Airlines journey through the pandemic. So United was one of the first airlines to say back in you know late February, early March, that this is going to be a big problem. Um, they approached their pilots and flight attendants early and they said, look, we may have to undergo one of the worst crises we've ever seen because there is no playbook for flying in a pandemic. So from those early days, you know, United was a little bit prepared, but 
I don't think anyone was prepared for the sheer devastation that was going to happen with air travel in the industry. Uh, you know, they tried their best to avoid furloughs as much as possible. Obviously, the first round of government aid that passed with the CARES Act in March of last year was pivotal. It kept everyone through at least September, and we thought it was like a stopgap measure that maybe by the fall we could be back at a point where people are going to travel again, where maybe we're, you know, over the hill of the pandemic. By the time, you know, late July rolled around, it was very clear that that wasn't the case, that we were in it for a while. So that's when the unfortunate notices went out that from October 1st, when the government payroll support ran out, there would have to be furloughs. Can I ask how much aid and did most of it go to keeping employees on the payroll? Well, 100% was, you know, supposed to go to payroll. Uh, the first round, I think, was about 5.3, 5.4 for United. Uh, and that Would covered a, with a B, that covered a C, that covered just about everybody, save for like your CEOs and your top execs. Uh, there are limits on their compensation based on the CARES Act legislation. Mm -hmm. And then that ran out about July, you were saying? It was clear it was going to run out from September in July. Mm -hmm. And then they started to push, you know, that we need some more aid. We need some more help. Uh, so just to clear up the timeline here, United had to furlough employees back in October 2020 after the aid expired. What did that look like? You had people posting videos of their flight attendants making their last statements. This is my last flight for who knows how long. We hope that you come back to us so that we can come back. That was a very popular phrase that people were using. And it stemmed really to a lot of different people. There were so many gate agents, so many ramp workers, so many pilots, and even people who were back in the offices that you don't see every day who are running the airline. I mean, you know, the furloughs took the big, you know, overarching um, narrative, but there were also these people whose jobs were permanently cut as part of headcount reductions in the management side. Um, and, you know, with United being based in Chicago, a disproportionate number of those people were from the Chicago area. What does furlough mean for United? Does it mean you're still getting paid and you keep your benefits or is it no pay and no benefits until the furlough is over? There's, you know, you usually get to keep your benefits uh, depending on which package you got or if you, you know, some people took the voluntary early outs in which they got to keep a little bit of pay. But if you got the furlough, it was just some of your benefits, no base pay, and you really didn't know when it was going to call, you know, it was going to end and you were going to get called back. Mm-hmm. You talked about the number of people who had their jobs permanently cut. What did that look like for United Airlines in terms of numbers? You know, it was, it, they don't like to release the specific numbers. They like to talk in percentages, obviously, as a large, you know, corporation. But it was, you know, about 20% headcount reductions, you know, from the management staff. And so if you've got, a, you know, thousands of people there, that's easily, you know, in the low couple thousands, if not more, because you also... There were those who lost their jobs, you know, involuntarily, but also people who were just, they said, look, we'd like you to take early retirement. We'd like you to voluntarily leave. And those were reductions as well that, you know, a little less painful than being handed a pink slip. But, you know, it's still a lot of people in the airline industry, they're so dedicated to what they do that when that time comes, it's really, it's hard for them. How long did that first round of furloughs last? It lasted through until about, Christmas. Christmas time, Congress passed the second round of you know, CARES Act. So United got a little less money, but right around, I think, December 23rd, which was probably, or sort of shortly around there, which was probably the best Christmas gift anyone could have received that year, United said, look, 
we can call you back and you're getting back pay from December 1st through, you know, whenever we get the government support, um, which came through in January after the New Year's holiday. Uh, what was actually really interesting was when they brought him back and they sent a letter out to everyone saying you're coming back. They said, well, this is also temporary. Expect furloughs again from April if we don't get a third round of support. Uh, which was a bit jarring, you know, right off the bat, you've just received news that you're going to get another round of support, and then you may have to prepare mm -hmm. for furloughs again in April. Well, United Airlines is going to add about 400 daily flights in July. You know, how big a deal is that? That's huge. Chicago has always been a major city of origination traffic. So, you know, United's taking people from Chicago to the world and bringing people from the world to Chicago. But it also is huge for connecting traffic. You know, let's say I'm got to go from Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm going to Las Vegas. You know, I'm going to fly to O'Hare and then connect in O'Hare to Las Vegas. And that's really the power of Chicago. So the flight banks and the new flights that they're adding, you know, first of all, for people based in Chicago, this means a whole bunch of new options. I mean, everyone these days is heading to Florida. They're heading to California, Las Vegas, um, national parks out west like Yellowstone. And that's where United is concentrating its growth on where people want to go. So if you're from Chicago, you want to fly United Airlines or, you know, you want to fly in general, the additional flights from United means far more options. You want to leave Friday morning, there's an 8 a.m. for you. You want to leave Thursday night, there's a 10 p.m. for you or something of the sort. Um, so it's that flexibility. Uh, and, and the other thing it really gives, it, it gives a lot more options, like I said, about flights coming back, you know, just because... United is bringing back those flight attendants doesn't mean they're flying 100% of the time. But the fact that they're able to add more flying to maybe compensate for the cuts to Asia or to Australia means that more of those employees who have come back who love to fly, sure, they're not doing the 14-hour journeys and landing in exotic countries. Mm -hmm. But at least, you know, they're able to come back and fly and aren't waiting or sitting around or taking, you know, the world's worst trips because there is no other option. There are so many more options for them as well um, because they have families too. A lot of people overlook that with flight attendants and pilots. Okay, so United told workers in December, happy holidays, you have your job back now, but you could get furloughed again in the fall when the aid expires. Just this week though, we learned that's probably not the case, right? It's very unlikely. I mean, if they're saying that there won't be furloughs, I, for one, tend to believe there won't be furloughs, barring any major change. You know, let's say suddenly there's another resurgence and the world shuts down again. That's obviously we can't control. But if things stay the way they are, I believe in that there won't be furloughs because, you know, at week after week, more people are flying again. More people are booking flights again. More people are... Um, planning their vacations and further out in advance. So United knows that these people who have travel booked, they're going to want to fly and they have to you know, mm -hmm. provide them the flight and everything. Sure, you may have some schedule changes, but I, I do think we've reached the end of the line with furloughs, assuming the current trends hold. And that's very relieving to be able to say. Around the corner, Jay tells us what to expect when we fly next. All right, you know the drill. No ads yet here on CityCast Chicago, but we are shouting out the places that make this city ours. Ben Corwin emailed us about Im Rice and Beyond on Broadway in Argyle. He says the food is amazing, especially the Muwan caramelized pork belly and mango sticky rice. But he says the people at the restaurant are even better. 
Thanks, Ben. We're going to add Im Rice and Beyond to our map of places that listeners have recommended. You can find a link to that in the show notes. And remember to send us your Chicago love letter. No businesses you own or work at, just a place you want to shout out. Email us at chicago at citycast.fm. And thanks. There's people are starting to fly again or starting to book trips, whether domestically or international. What are some things people should keep in mind? Well, first things first, you know, I'll take this opportunity, get vaccinated. Uh, it opens up a whole new world of opportunities for you. You know, people are like, uh, France is opening up. Spain is opening up. Greece is opening up. If you have the vaccine, it's so much easier to travel there. Um, you don't have to go through all the array of testing and potentially testing positive and then having to quarantine and your vacations ruined. Um, the second thing is, you know, a lot of people remember what travel was like in 2019. Take that experience and just prepare for it to be more stressful because now you've got to wear your mask when you go through everything. There's not enough people working the TSA lines, the check-in lines, the concessions. So you're probably going to be waiting in line a little bit longer. And that just adds to a lot of stress, uh, to an already stressful experience. But you can start to prepare for that. Head to the TSA website and just double check what you can take with you and what you can't. You can take more hand sanitizer, but that doesn't mean you can take your, you know, whole carton of, you know, sodas or beers with you to enjoy on once you're airside. I wonder how many people have walked in with those big ass tubs of hand sanitizer and TSA is like, what you doing? It was like, we're in a panty. And it was like, I know, but you still can't bring that much liquid on the plane. You know, that like, like come on, let me just get a couple more squirts. Just, just all the lotion bottles filled with hand sanitizer. Did, can you bring more or is that sort of, you know, limited ounce required still in place? Uh, the TSA did increase it. Um, I think it's to 12 fluid ounces now, but it, it did change also in the middle. But it's specifically for hand sanitizer. You know, you got to have that Purell bottle. You, know, you can't make it on your own and put it in a container and take it with you. Um, that's not going to fly. I have seen reports of incidents where passengers are verbally, sometimes even physically, attacking airline employees. How does United plan to deal with these antsy, sometimes rude customers who don't want to wear masks, who don't want to participate in the mandates anymore? Yeah, the first things first, the FAA, the U.S. government, has the flight attendants' backs. If you cause an unruly, you know, disturbance on a plane, you could be fined tens of thousands of dollars. They've been, in recent months, um, the FAA has upped the maximum fee that can be given to a unruly passenger. I mean, nowadays, almost every week, the FAA announces like fifty to $60,000 worth of fines to people mm. who hit flight attendants, who disobeyed orders, who got in the way of aircraft operations. And airlines, you know, they protect their employees. If you are an airline, if you know, you are an abusive passenger, they will not hesitate to, if they're in the sky, land at the nearest airport to kick you off and you'll probably end up in jail as a result of it. Airlines will are willing to do what it takes to keep people safe. Thank you to Jay Singh of Simple Flying for catching me up on how United Airlines has navigated the pandemic, but also a few tips for you to remember as you prepare to get back to traveling in the skies. Some good news to get you through, and your boy is still talking music. Alligator Records, or the world's biggest independent blues label, is celebrating 50 years in the business. So Chicago is honoring them by making this Friday, June 18th, Alligator Records Day. That's our show for Tuesday, June 15th. 
I say it from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.